This week on Androids and Aliens. The captain. She's dead. That's all. There's no, nothing we could have done. The team has defied the odds. I did not expect to leave the rock, in all honesty. And yet, it seems like we are on the precipice of doing just that. Many times I've thought I was done for. I thought you'd be a zombie by now, too. But at what cost? She gave the order, right? We had to. I didn't wish it to be her, but there was no other choice. Right? There's always a choice. As the crew tries to pick up the pieces. But I am truly torn apart by the fact that the only time I was able to fulfill the captain's orders was when I abandoned her and took part in her death. It was one of the first times I can remember not disappointing her. They must forge onward. Are you an onboard AI? I am a holographic off-world intelligence emulator, but you may call me Howie. The adventure continues. I think we should rechristen this ship. This is our ship now, Chubana. I think it deserves a new name. Do you have something in mind? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. No. gonna sit here and pretend like I have all of this crazy RPG experience. The Played last, a lot. The last thing we want to do while playing this game is sit around pretending. <laughs> exactly. That's not what this is about, Skip. No. <laughs> I played a lot as a kid, took a huge hiatus, and sure, over the past three and a half, four years, I've played a lot of tabletop RPGs. Just ask his wife. Just ask my wife. <laughs> I haven't seen her. She might in say months. Too many RPGs. <laughs> and 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 in all the stories that we've created together or with other groups and whatnot, I don't think. No, I know. I've never had such a visceral reaction to what happened last episode. That we were saying after we went off air through Ellie's tears. That. <laughs> He's not kidding. Literal, we, not joking. literal tears. She was weeping. She was, she it was, was crying. It made me feel even worse. Skid stood up and hugged her. Yeah. And and she said, "Get the fuck off!" Of <laughs> right. Stop touching me. And it was me. really uncomfortable. You monster, I believe. And he was just kept at it. We had to fill out an incident he, report. Yeah. <laughs> Skid just kept at it. He insisted. Yeah. He didn't take no for an answer, That's Troy. Right. <laughs> That's right. Just I, kept hugging. We had to I call HR. Yeah. yeah. Things got a little call, awkward. I had to call myself. Head <laughs> of HR. I'm head of HR, as we've established. But we were saying how we can just picture every moment of that visually. From the explosion to Kreska, like, ping-ponging down that hallway to unconsciousness as flames just licked up everywhere and the smoke clearing and just a crater where the Gargakal and Captain Mac once were. Brutal. Everything, just like her, like that last, like... Middle finger. Middle finger, and her over the comm saying, basically, kill me. Yeah. And... Yeah, and then when it flew away towards Dex, her standing back up, aiming the pistol... Hitting it again. Yeah. One more time. I just can see her holding it out, straight arm, and just saying, leave. It's like Tom just Hanks. Tom Take Hanks the at shot. the end of yeah, uh, Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Take the shot. It was yeah. so... Because I had I'd sort of resigned to the fact that I was going down when I, when I did that arc emitter. Um, but then 
you know, Kreskin. That was it. That was your yeah. chance to run away and get on the ship, and yeah. you didn't. You went ten feet back yeah. to and fire the arc emitter. Yeah. yeah. And miss. And, the, and, miss. and the missed, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get technical, you missed. Yeah. <laughs> it was a useless move, but, but that's when I'm like, all right, so this actually makes sense because we're not going to be able to kill this thing. And, and then Troy explained to us what the monster was. Yeah, so I started talking about the monster. I mean, I just don't know how you were going to do it. There yeah. was no, I mean, it's, I, we can get Why, why don't this. you talk about it for a second? Just talk just about Just give him a monster. little peek behind the curtain. He was sitting on 75 HP. Ridiculous. 75 HP. Most monsters in this game don't have resolve points or stamina points. He had four resolve points, oh. which he could do one of two things. One, he could leech life from you, which he did. So he could only have done that a maximum, maximum So he had to spend times. resolve to do that. Yes. He doesn't get him back. Um, I was saving at least one resolve point, though, for him to phase through. Because if you had knocked him below 25 hit points, I was going to have him phase through the ship stow away and wait <laughs> oh. just wait and have him come back like 25 episodes later yeah. but that means that <clears throat> he also potentially could have phased through if we all gotten on board if he had two resolve points left and just toured us to shreds that was my inside. plan yeah that was my plan i was like as you guys kept running to the ship i mean in the book it's like the, the ship isn't even a part of the equation but that's what you guys want to do i was like yeah yeah sure the doors are open <laughs> go ahead and you still had to open up seven sets of doors to get through um so say it took the it amount was of rounds that we had to spend just moving and opening doors to get to that railgun. I mean, the railgun instantly vaporized it, but you had to spend how much time did we have to devote right. to getting to it? And we had to use magic to do it. Yeah. It was an 11 round combat, and the only way you were able to do it was by taking out your captain as well. And so, had yeah. you not have done that, he would have easily killed two of you. That's what I kept saying, like, after we finished recording, is like, what were we supposed to have done? Because I don't understand how you're su- possibly supposed to resolve that encounter without like losing half your half team. your team. Yeah. Like, I just, especially because considering that this is you know engineered for four characters, we've got five. Oh, we like, also, I, I mean, like our frontline guy, Dax, has been debilitated by the yeah. by the vampire. Yeah, there's there's debilitation that's been happening. Like that's built into it too. I, sure, sure, but that, that's the thing. That's what makes it even worse, is Dax was not debilitated in any way that actually affected the combat. You could have picked up Mac. Well, yes. But, you could have been but, carrying but your artillery could, laser, too. Yeah. True, yeah. But, but it's only one. <laughs> so d- he was debilitated. No, 1d10 <laughs> versus 1d8, first of all. That's all right. the only difference between the two. And I could have gotten her to the ship, and it just phases through and kills us anyway. Like, it, mm. it wouldn't have mattered. So what I'm saying is, when you, if you have a character that is an actual melee soldier they probably would have been depleted at the point of this encounter. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty pretty full strength for in terms of fighting it and still could do nothing. And that wasn't just bad rolling. There was some bad rolling there on damage numbers. There were a lot numbers, of ones. But yeah. I rolled natural 15s that missed against that thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just that, too. It's the fact that it seemed like he had a plus 12. Plus 12 on the bite. That's impossible So it's going to hit you every time. Because the, yeah. arm, the, oh, a, yeah. the armors in, in Starfinder are just not that significant. The, no, no. no armor exists that could increase AC anymore. I, I just don't get it. Plus, Not I mean, at our level. I, I, right, and the nature of this adventure is like there's no... Uh, it's not like we decided as a group to not go back to Absalom Station and mm-hmm. arm up or buy better armor. I don't you're, know how people get the gear they need to fight right. this thing. Imagine if you hadn't have rested before you came in here. Because <laughs> there was a time when you guys fought those void zombies 
when I was thinking, are they just going to power through and keep burning resolve to get their stamina back, or are they going to rest? Because oh, if they don't, it would have been permadeath. A, a TPK. TPK. Oh, easy TPK. With my eyes closed, it's a TPK. Yeah. yeah. I, I, do, I have to say, Troy, congratulations. It's a significant victory on your part. Not only did you nearly kill multiple, no, multiple party members, you also managed to make the party kill the party yeah, yeah way to go <laughs> yeah that's, you're welcome that's that's the true devil yes. uh, in, in, yeah yeah this one yeah man see that's the thing like now i feel terrible <laughs> like i'm the one who feels bad you would have been happy oh, like, I, feel I tried i tried i was really spreading the wealth you know what i mean i wasn't singularly attacking anyone uh, i was trying to like really mix it up leave it up to the die on those d4s let's see who i'm gonna hit this time yeah. let's see how but i mean yeah mac made the ultimate sacrifice and yeah. so i wonder what's going through mac's head does mac as she's just getting vaporized she's made that decision she has to know that her crew for once is actually going to listen to her without a gun to their head yeah for a change yeah. Do you, are, are you thinking like you deserve this for the way you've acted I no, I think I don't think Mac ever I mean she is an intelligent or she was an intelligent woman. So she had even though we couldn't explore it further, I mean there is always rational reasons for her mm. motivations. I mean she wasn't just a a horrible person. She was a woman who had lived a life and seen stuff, you know? So I I don't think she thought she she just knew that this is the only way. This is the only way. Because, yeah, I mean, the the monster would just, it had to be someone. Right. And she would never, despite her opinions on certain things, she would never have anyone else stay here, occupy the monster until we blast it with the gun. And by the way, you're going to die too, you know. She would never do that type of order. I mean, she she's, a, not, she's not. She was a cap. E- she's a good captain. Yeah, she's not an evil character. She's a neutral character. And, and also... I mean, but I hate to say it. I mean, I freaking loved Mac. Yeah. I, I'm so sad about her dying because there was so much that I wanted to explore with her. There were so many things that I, that I mean, she was just one of my favorite people, even though she was so flawed and so horrifyingly awful in so many ways. I mean, she was great. And so I'm drinking wine right now because it reminds me of Sherry. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's pour one out for Mac. And yeah. I mean, and she was a maple syrup lady, guys. That's right. So. It's so for everyone. <laughs> so exactly. Everyone cheers <laughs> to, Mac. to Mac. To Mac. She was for everyone, except you guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Damn it, Mac was old. That's what old people do. They die. Oh, yeah. yeah. She wasn't she that was old. Christ. Yeah. She has, An area I mean, of effect explosion yeah. from Star Trek. That's from old school. Natural causes. Uh, I think. I think you. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say she has spread her. Um, she has spread her seed, but not like the sperm seed. Yes. More right. like uh, her eggs all over the yeah. galaxy. So she's, she's, a, she's a salmon. Do you she think? lays her eggs at the bottom of a riverbed, <laughs> yeah. and people come and fertilize. Them. Like uh, the alien queen from Aliens. Yeah. As she saw the monster coming towards her, do you think she saw herself? <laughs> In the monster. Yes. No, didn't it look like a... <laughs> it's like a life-sucking, <laughs> huge <laughs> mouth with fangs. I, just, I honestly, just a huge burden on all of its family yes, and right. friends. <laughs> Can walk through walls. No, I think... It's a huge burden on all less, of its family. Uh, Phase-shifting <laughs> life burden. <laughs> that, it's like looking in the mirror. <laughs> I'm doing that. The next time I get into an argument with my dad, I'm going to call him a phase-shifting life burden. <laughs> Just leeching life from the rest of us, dad. <laughs> what do you call that? Phase-shifting. I do think the last thing she 
she thought of was her daughters. Her daughters. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, she she didn't have a contact with them much anymore. But but like you know, a mom will always, I think, will always cherish cherish her children the most. She died without too many regrets. Maybe a couple. A well, lot of them. I mean, so I mean, she's been doing some horrible stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think back to the spacewalk and the conversation you and Dax had about whether or not you fear death, and mm. you ended that conversation beautifully with the. Uh, question of do you fear death to Dax and he said yes I do and then you said then we have something in common it was a beautiful yeah, moment yeah so the uh, fact that even though you had that fear for death and so did Dax and though Kreska didn't admit it or say it out loud or enunciate it in that way she was vomiting into the mask at the time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> but they were they were all outside of the ship and doing truly heroic things the definition of a hero to put your own life on the line for mm-hmm. everyone else pretty remarkable but yeah. she also cut that conversation short. She said, I don't want to talk about this right now. She seemed to almost be ready to open up a little bit about what happened. But we don't know what happened. No, we yeah. don't. So I think that that's, that's curious. I mean, on Dax's part, he's, you know, the images that I see in those final moments are him just sitting there in silence in the middle of that ship. Like, what are they going to do? What's Frisk going to do? You had just given the order. You see the doors closing. <laughs> he sees the doors closing. He thinks, you know, we might have a chance at getting a shot off on this thing without killing anybody. But he kills you. He hears you say tell my daughters I'm sorry and then the explosion goes off I mean that's definitely going to stay with him yeah you know no it's really it's really awful because yeah there's there's some unresolved things that needs to be taken care of yes I totally agree yeah well, as the smoke clears from this room, uh, Kreska, do you have a resolve point? I do have. I have one resolve point left. So you're able to use that final resolve point, and if you're looking through the monitors there, I don't know if Dax has like begun to make his way to the bridge or if you're going out the doors. At uh, this point, you're out of combat. You can control the doors from there if you want. Dax is sort of going... He's going to go right into his personal comm unit and, uh, and say, Open the doors! Open the doors! Because he's going to try to see. I mean, if he can run out there like lightning fast and see if her body was blown in some direction or something, you know, he's going to try to search the area real fast. And so, uh, yeah, what do you guys do? Friss is like the second he does it and the smoke clears and he sees what's happened. Like he knows that Mac is gone, but he like a picture like he has a headset on or something. It's like he rips it off and just starts booking it back towards the ramp so he can get out and uh, tend to Kreska. And so the door opens, Dax... So Dax Dax is, like, unnaturally fast. That's, like, one of his things of his build is he's a blitz soldier. So he's freakishly fast. He can run 80 feet in a round. Uh, Not run. I mean, he could run 160. You know what I mean? So he just is, like... And he just, like, takes off and starts moving quickly around the crater, looking for any signs of Mac, and then, obviously, Chris. Roll a perception check. Uh, nine. It's a lot of smoke there. Yeah. Um, you're having trouble cutting through, <laughs> coughing your way through. But you do see some sort of figure moving towards the back of the room. You don't know what it is. Okay. So imagine Friss will get there pretty quickly, too, and we'll come through the smoke to try to catch up with Kreska. Right. And if that's it, indeed uh, who that is. It's the Garga call. <laughs> no! Roll for this. No! Oh, man. It's immune to a uh, coil gun. I, it's immune to explosions. It's laser. Yeah, it's immune to fire. He got me again. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it is Kreska who's got, like, burns. She just oh. comes limping out of the bath. I mean, she's 
I mean, she's in bad Jax shape. Jax runs up she and comes. goes, like, under her left arm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, kind of walking a football player off the field. Just yeah. sort of. Yeah. Just, so get, put some weight on me. And then he collapses to the ground. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it's like I. <laughs> Fritz tries to help, too. It's like, oh, come on. He's I'll, pulling her by both of them. Mayshun finally comes in and probably helps lift up some of her weight with the one bulk she can lift with her telekinetic hand to, to be able to help carry her in. <laughs> um, and Kreska says, the captain. She's dead. That's all. There's no, nothing we could have done. Come on, we got to take care of you now. And just like, get her on board the ship. And, and she gives, Kreska will give herself a healing touch. To, which will take, a, over the next ten minutes, she'll heal ten hit points. Mayshun might be down a hit point. You want to give her a blast? I'm down, uh, I'm down three, <laughs> Troy. I'm down three. <laughs> oh, Mayshun. Um... All right, so you, you bring her aboard. So while Dax is the walking, ship! while Dax is walking Kreska back, and Kreska is slowly healing, he's like, because Kreska was the one giving him the orders, really, you know, in the last few rounds. So he just kind of turns to her as they're walking, and he's just like, she gave the order, right? We had to. She told us to run. We would have all died, for sure. That's why she said it. She said we had to go. I didn't wish it to be her, but there was no other choice. Right? There's always a choice, Dax. But she made hers, did she not? She did. And we made ours. I just wonder if I made the right one. Perhaps not. He's picturing that ramp, like, going up and closing. And he's just like, maybe if I had taken another shot, I could have killed it. Perhaps we've chosen poorly. Only time will tell. There's no point wondering about it now. And like he find like he opens a door opens doors until he finds like I guess one of the staterooms. Um because as I don't think there's a medical bay on the ship yet. Yeah, yet this is now legally your ship. Right. Um so you guys come aboard. Uh, I'm assuming you shut the door behind you just to be safe. Yeah. Uh, you can always explore that room later if you want once the dust has settled. But those of you who are, uh, you know, a little bit in better shape than others can begin exploring. And you see uh, it's got a, a very similar layout to the Acreon, but it's a it's a bigger vessel. The power core is in the back of the ship. Um and like engineering is there as well. It's not a separate room like it was in the Acreon. It's just a larger uh, area. There's uh, like a conference room after that, and then some other Ooh, uh, conference small room. room. Yeah, that's where you get to have meetings. Uh, and then there's looks like uh, some crew cabins, and then some bathrooms, and then more crew cabins. It's like one. Two, one, two, three, four crew cabins with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven beds. Uh, and then you get to the bridge. There's some other small rooms. And then there's escape pods, two cargo holds, and then like a uh, holograph uh, holograph room slash uh, gym. Hmm. It's a pretty badass looking ship, and it's I love really, that we have the map for it. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> uh, I love that we have the map for it, too, but it makes me very concerned about what's going to happen on yeah. this ship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we almost had a Garga call fight on the... No, uh, fair I, enough. I know. It would have happened soon. But Friss, like, escorts... Uh, when he finds one of the like staterooms, 
tries to get it. Say, like, lay down, lay down, Chuba. Like that's what gets it down on the bed and just like busts out the med kit and starts like treating her burns. Um, and uh, I'm gonna go like treat uh, deadly wounds, and you get two hit points back. Two hit points are great. Um, Could you do the same for me, Doctor? He's like, yeah, lay down in the other bed. I'll get to you in a moment. And um, yeah, it's just like using all of his uh, and yeah you also get two hit points back Beautiful. After them. I did not expect to leave the rock in all honesty and yet it seems like we are on the precipice of doing just that you have managed to defy all fate and logic a few times there you big lizard more than a few I thought you were done for once that explosion went off Many times I've thought I was done for. I thought you'd be a zombie by now, too. I as well. One wonders if the universe has something more in store for us. Maybe. Or perhaps that is just the musings of an idle mind. Maybe you're just lucky, Chuba. Maybe. Anyway. We should probably go. So you're aboard this ship. Kreska, you're resting under the care of yeah. Dr. Friss. I can't even get my stamina back. I have no resolve. Have no resolve. Oh, yeah. I uh, got to rest. I just got to rest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm fine. Like, between the healing and, the, and, and Friss's work, I'm, I'm feeling okay. But you're I, probably just, like, completely, like, drained, yeah. spent. Especially since you're still sick, And I'm fatigued, so, yeah, so I'm still... Yeah. Uh, Mayshun and Dax, what are you guys doing? Because you're... Once Friss has given you a little um, first aid there, Dax, you're feeling... Yeah, he'll take that as part of a 10-minute rest and spend a resolve point and get his stamina back. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely good enough to get up and walk around. Uh, Dax is... His head is in two places at once. Uh, First, he wants to go immediately to the pilot's chair and start examining the controls and see if he can get a sense of how this thing flies because he wants to get back. Uh, And then the other half of his brain is just completely, like, consumed with Mac right now. He just can't stop mm-hmm. thinking about running the scenario in his head over and over again of different iterations of what could have happened if this was done differently. Trying to figure out why she stepped up to fire the arc emitter shot. Right. You know, why did she step back up? Why didn't she go to the ship? Um, just trying to wrap his head around that like human behavior. you know, Because as much as he's worked kind of somewhat around humans for 15 years, he didn't have a lot of interaction with them as a purely flyer, driver, you know what I mean? Like, he was considered to just be uh, manual labor, kind of. And so he didn't have a lot of interaction. He's certainly never enter- any interaction of that emotional level of intensity. Yeah, so he's it, really trying to wrap his head around what her actions were. Why did she do that? Is it in his programming to sacrifice himself like that? Right. He's still trying yeah. to, to figure out if he would have done the same. Mishan mm. turns to Dax and says, Dax, you seem less purpose-driven than usual. How are you dealing with the fallout? I'm slower trying to figure out these controls. I'm afraid I'm a bit distracted. I keep thinking of the captain. Why do you suppose she didn't run to the ship? It was open and you were there. Why did she not follow? At the end of the day, as rough as she was, she seemed to care more about the mission and her crew than herself. I, much like androids, 
have difficulty displaying what most consider emotion. But I am truly torn apart by the fact that the only time I was able to fulfill the captain's orders was when I abandoned her and took part in her death. It was one of the first times I can remember not disappointing her. I am glad that I could finally fulfill one of her orders as she demanded, but I am also saddened that it resulted in the end of her life, Dax. She spoke to me, well, to us, of unfinished business, things she wanted to take care of, and for those reasons she did not want to die. Her actions could not have been motivated by wanting to die. So why do it? To save all of us, I suppose. But for what purpose? What will we use this extra time for? It is up to all of us to decide what to use this borrowed time for, as long as we understand the ledger, and what is owed, and what has been paid. Surely we must return to Absalom Station eventually, and settle our debts to... Gevalask Nor and the Starfinder Society. But in those moments in between, that's what makes a woman, a Lashunta, an android, a Yosoki, or a Vesk. We make ourselves, you see, and we're all made of stars. And she walks off. As she walks off, Dax just, Dax just sort of turns back to the controls and he's like, I consider a debt unpaid. I will tell the captain's daughters that she is sorry. I will track them down, and I will find them, one by one, no matter how long it takes. Until they're dead. <laughs> I'll kill every last one. I'll kill every last I'll say your mother says she's sorry, and then murder them on the spot. Listen to me very carefully. I have a very special set of skills. <laughs> I know your mother. I will finish this job. Um, wow, yeah. So, you guys want to rest here in the ship? Do you want to do we feel do more exploration of the ship? Uh, can I get a sense from sitting down and, and sort of starting to play with it, like what this thing has in terms of systems? I mean, you know, what its uh, powers are, its abilities are, that kind of sure, thing. Sure, are you on the bridge? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going through the controls right now, trying to get a sense of you know, its defenses, its shields, its gunnery. Right. It's, because the pilot, you know, wants to know all of those things beyond just its propulsion. And who might you be, sir? Oh, I completely <laughs> forgot that it has a sentient <laughs> AI. There's like a, a little red dot blinking, like Al. Can Al, you only uh, talk uh, to it from the bridge, or can it be everywhere? It on can the be ship? everywhere on the ship. Okay. Yeah. You're on the bridge. That's awesome. Can it read lips? <laughs> Dax, oh like, God. jumps. <laughs> like, <laughs> jumps back a little bit, gets startled by it, sort of turns his head slightly. Are you an onboard AI? Uh, you may consider me that, yes. I am a holographic off-world intelligence emulator. But you may call me Howie. Perhaps <laughs> I could find a form more pleasing to you. And he just, like a hologram, appears of a... Like a little guy. Oh, little guy. 
<laughs> a little human? Yeah, a little human <laughs> in like a spacesuit. Like a couple inches? <laughs> yeah. Little? Just like a yeah. little blue hologram he's, of a he's tiny like, human. He's like Pip-Boy from Fallout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that, <laughs> but he's got like a very uh, comical uh, spacesuit on with like the fishbowl <laughs> helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I like that, the Pip-Boy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Can, can so, we decide it's more like that Disney little um, Benjamin? What, what's that little thing Jiminy called? Cricket. Jiminy, Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where you wish. Got a raggy, on a raggy top hat on. Yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello. Uh, uh, Dax is like, I am Distribution Android X19. You may call me Dax. Pleasure to meet you, Dax. I can see by your deft fingers that you have um, experience as a pilot. I have flown many vessels of this size and larger. Can you tell me how long have you been in operation? According to my records, I have been in operation for approximately 154 years. Damn. Wow. wow. And your former captain, that was Captain Nash. Yes. Yes. My current captain is Dr. Friss. What brought Captain Nash to this rock? You hear these sounds. Captain Nash was exploring the drift, as she was wont to do. We went on many adventures together in the drift. She came upon this strange rock, which we are now in at the moment, saw the opening, flew the ship in, and unfortunately I have not seen Captain Nash in a long time. She was killed, I'm afraid, by the very creature that you helped us destroy. Yes, the new captain made me aware of as such. Can you tell me, what are the defenses of this ship, and are they operational? I think you'll find the defenses are fully operational. We have shields, both on the forward, starboard, aft, and port. Strength 15 each. (laughs) (laughs) A computer would say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strength rating 15. Strength Strength rating 15. 15. That is very impressive. What about your weaponry? The weaponry. In the forward quadrant, we have a gyro laser port, a light laser cannon, as well on the starboard side. And then aft, we have a flak thrower. Also, the ship is equipped with a light particle beam turret. Hmm. I think you'll find it can handle itself quite well in space. Can you run a diagnostic on the power core? Has it deteriorated from the time spent here on the rock? The power core is still at full capacity, 150 PCUs. <laughs> nice. Wow. It sounds as if the ship is in good shape. Have I read all this data correctly? You have. Though it may be a little outdated by your standards, it is quite functional. Are you familiar with drift travel? For the ship is also equipped with a drift engine. I am not. I have never had the experience of traveling the drift. I know that it is extremely dangerous. And I cared not to do so before, but I believe I may have to now. If I may speak frankly, though there are dangers, there are great rewards as well to the unknown. That is something Captain Nash would say to me from time to time. What sort of rewards would Captain Nash come across during your time together in the drift? Gold. Gold, oh, gold pieces. Gold, lots of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Cred sticks everywhere. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. No, but it is. It's like, do people go there specifically to, like, like 
like treasure seekers sort of to plumb the depths of whatever was pulled into the drift? Yeah, I think what he'll say is like, while there are many untold riches to be found all over the packed worlds and beyond, I believe Captain Nash meant that the rewards are more esoteric. You can perhaps discover treasures within yourself while traveling to new places. Does that make sense? It does. Do you have a scanner that could perhaps scan the rock for any still existing life forms? Scanning? It appears to be empty. Devoid of life. Devoid of life. I detect only five signals of life still aboard this ship. Please maintain a high alert on your radar for any approaching vessels from any distance near, from any distance uh, in proximity to the rock. We have reason to believe more may be coming for us and want to make sure that we are safe. So please warn us if anything comes within whatever, 2,000 kilometers. I don't know. <laughs> Some large in 30 range. feet. But yeah, he just wants to like say any? alarm, you know, give us a wider range than your normal, normal proximity alarm for any uh, unexpected activity. I will do my best uh, to keep my sensors out. Um, could you do me a favor and tell me who is among your crew so that I may have the names and descriptions of all five of you? Update the manifest. I am Distribution Android X-19. Yes. We also have a Isoki, Dr. Kundatu Friss. Ah, yes, Captain Friss. <laughs> is he captain? He is to me until someone tells me differently. And Interesting. I see a Lushunta, I believe. What is her yes. name? Her name is Meishan Vanya. Meishan Vanya. And what about the Vesk? Is she all right? I detect that she is quite ill. The Vesk is slowly recovering. Should we not experience any more danger, we should be in good shape, and she will recover quickly. Would you and like she me wants to, to stay off the grid with the name thing, just just so, you, so you're aware. Would you like me to put her out of her misery? You can call her... You can, <laughs> <laughs> the bed just swallows her up. Yes, I, I can what? cut off the oxygen supply to her stateroom if you wish. You can call her Kay. Kay. <laughs> Very well. Okay. And Kay. I'm protecting... <laughs> <laughs> Kay, Kay. <laughs> I was thinking more of Kafka, but go ahead. Joseph and Kay. I am detecting a fifth life form as well. What is the name of your other party member? Ball. Hmm? I'm sorry, I believe your sensors are malfunctioning. Our captain was destroyed with the blast that killed the creature. My apologies. Let me run another scan. I am still detecting five life forms here on this vessel. The life form is on the vessel. Yes. Boom. Dax jumps up off the chair and pulls out a rifle. Immediately is like, goes on to the personal comm unit to everybody and is like, we're not alone on this ship. There is another person on board. Arm yourselves. Kreska turns to Friss. He starts opening, like, all He's the like, doors. Yeah, uh, Friss, like, uh, puts his hand on Kreska. He's just like, you feeling all right, you'll be crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, too. <laughs> Get up. Get up. There's still, there's much work needs doing. 
Kreska dra- grabs her dashko. Howie up. says there is a life form on board the vessel. Where? I don't know. Howie, can you locate the life form? One moment. I'm detecting another life form in Cargo Bay 1. Oh, on cargo the other bay cargo bay. The yes. opposite cargo bay from where we came in. Chris, Captain. Meet, sorry. Friss, meet me outside of cargo bay one. All right. So he'll do, 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 do hustle over. Kreska will come, too. He's got his rifle. Uh, all right. So, so we you, all meet there. You meet in front of uh, the door leading into what you assume is cargo bay one. Door is closed. All right. Do, 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 do. There's a lot of doors. Opens it up. And I just, before, like, looking so in, Dax just open. throws in an incendiary grenade. It's <laughs> <laughs> open fire. Everybody's open fire, like, wow. Fire! <laughs> Into the smoke. Like, you can't see anything. Oh, yay, dude. Uh, so the grenade goes off. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. This guy's a Wilhelm. Tink, 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 tink. You open the door and roll a perception check. 13. 21. 13, 21. Uh, so, yeah, Kreska, you're up there with with Friss and Dax. You don't see any uh, life forms in there. You just see a bunch of boxes stacked on top of each other all it, over the room. It could be invisible. Do not let your guard down. Allow me to detect magic. Sweeps magic across the room. You detect uh, hybrid Magic. Hmm. Something that is both technological and magic in nature, coming from a box in the far left of the room. Please, Dax, allow me to take the vanguard. I am embarrassed for taking the back so many times during battle. Dax will point the rifle to the ceiling. Just sort of step back. And may shun kind of like 1960s spy movies over to it with her azimuth laser <laughs> pistol in one hand and kind of another hand out to the side and glides next to the box. <laughs> glides next to the box. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, so you see maybe five or six boxes uh, stacked in there. Are you still detecting magic? Mm-hmm. This hybrid uh, magic technology that you're sensing is coming from a rather long box that is uh, underneath boxes stacked on top of it. And it looks to be a uh, completely different uh, material and style, even, of the other boxes. Is everything, uh, all the boxes on top of it, about one bulk or less? Yeah, one okay. bulk or less. So you just see psychokinetic hands going off from her in every direction, just like throwing, <laughs> flinging them in different areas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you uncover this one longer box, and... Uh, What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah, it just seems a little out of place in the room, like everything else. Does it have anything in common with the uh, the... Uh, Yaxian box? No, other okay. than the shape. But nothing about style. Nothing okay. about the style. There are no markings or any discernible things on it? Um, roll a perception check. Uh, that's a 16. I got 16. this. 16. Six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see a what looks like a date stamped on there, but you, don't, you can't uh, recognize the language. Sorry, I thought it was like a picture of a raisin. No, that, yeah. you're like, you see a date? You see a, a, a dried prune. <laughs> I thought it was very strange. Very strange. I thought it was like a Best Buy date on like a beer. <laughs> drink That's what I thought, too. You can, can roll I? a culture check, yeah. Yeah, I'll do a culture check. Ooh, uh, 25. 25. Uh, the date is uh, 217 AG, which is... 100 years ago. 100 years ago. Wow. So whatever was sealed. Do I recognize the language? Um, yes. Is it like Arabic numerals where it's the same numbers over almost every language? Or 
Don't no, no, I will uh, tell you. It's nothing like that, Grant. It's in a science fiction fantasy world. Look <laughs> <laughs> at his face. Look at Grant's face. Uh, excuse point of order. I believe we're in a science fantasy world. Yeah. Science fantasy? You're absolutely right, Matthew. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool down. Cool down. Everybody relax. <laughs> cool it. Cool it. Let's not say anything we'll regret. <laughs> Joe's dumb. I hate him. <laughs> Uncalled for. <laughs> Stop touching my diet. I'm going to touch all your D20s. God damn it. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> damn it. He's still, got it. <laughs> He's still got it. He's still got it. He's still got it. It appears to be um, a unique language that is attributed to a race known as Maracoys. Maracoys. Huh. Hmm. I've never heard of that. How does, does a box look like it could be opened? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, guys. Our work here is done. Uh, send, send it out the airlock. Put it out the airlock. Out the airlock. I was just going to say, you stole my thunder. Yeah. Well, put it out the airlock, I guess. Well, yes, yes, it can be. Open. I think I meant, right. would you, could so, we just lift it open, or do we need to, like, use... Put in a special well, code. Well, first of all, like, no, this is a language. Like, it's associated... You know the song "Virtual and Insanity" that was like popular by Jamiroqua. Like, yeah, it was yes. by that, that. Of course, that race. That With race the treadmills in the video. Yeah, I do not know this song. Made up. Yeah. Zach immediately. Or Zach Dax immediately starts uh, writing it down in his mind. He's like, I have to remember that song. Um, but uh, yeah, I think. Well, we should probably try to open it. Whatever it's inside is possibly spoiled, but we should to see you by now. Meishan tells everyone to stand back a little bit, and can you use uh, telekinetic hand to open it so we're at a distance uh, and nothing explodes on us? The no, ink makes you gotta, you gotta no get mis- in there. Like, if you guys all work together, right. you can probably Let's work together. Right. Make no mistake, there is a life form in here. Zelda. All right. Inside, we you see a long tube with a clear window looking into the tube. A body is inside that appears to be cryogenically frozen. Whoa. Whoa. And rolling over your culture check, mm-hmm. Dr. Friss, you recognize the creature inside as a Maracoy. Wow. This is a primitive culture oh. who only until relatively recently has made rapid technological advances as a result of interplanetary trade yet they still kind of get locked in to their old ancestral habits this is maybe you'd see some maracoy running around Absalom station but to see one cryogenically frozen in a box aboard this ship with a date of a century ago is quite strange this is, a, this is a planet like outside the packed worlds like in another system mm-hmm. they originate from does it uh, have any sort of markings on it or any clothing or anything like that or is it frozen naked basically I'm just trying to get a sense of it's a pr- like a primitive creature mm-hmm. no oh. no it, it's, it's wearing clothing it's wearing uh, outdated clothing but uh, not like primitive hide or no no no, or no it's actually rather elegant looking oh it's a woman oh wow it's like wearing a corset yeah. It's <laughs> wearing, wearing a. It was 150 years ago. It's <laughs> like wearing a sexy teddy. A whale. No, like a whalebone, like skirts. And the bustle is taking up the, the entire room. Yeah. Um, 
is there a way to like uh, Friss like looks about to like see if there's a way to safely yeah. like open maybe it up knowledge and, engineering yeah it's a little out, outdated but you could roll a computer's check to right. work the thing natural uh, twenty seventeen seventeen. Um, you get through and you have the option to open the case if you want you have hacked into the system it wasn't a there wasn't a very a very secure system and just to confirm are, is the ship generating life support and everything is there artificial air in here we all have our helmets off now oh yeah and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay okay um but dr friss it does breathe in this atmosphere yes I would know that, right? Like yes. I know it breathes oxygen. Yes, so, definitely. So it's like, yeah, no, this is, it should be safe for this juba. Then I say we wake her up. Okay. Find out where she came from. Beep, 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 beep. Boop, 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 boop. And that is all it takes to open a cryogenic chamber. And the chamber opens, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the smoke and everything comes out, and... Uh, this body just like <gasps> gasps to life as Whoa. its skin slowly fades back into color. <gasps> and what does she look like? <gasps> Ooh! So, this is an elegant lady looking like Logan Browning. Okay. Oh! Wow. Very elegant. Nice. From uh, the wow. ma- main actress from uh, Dear White People. I think she's made Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And. Since she's a Maroquai, um, you can see that she has fur all over her body and a Ooh. tail, a long, a beautiful tail. tail. And she's she's taller than most humans. She's around, I would say, seven feet. Wow. Oh, wow. So she's taller than Kreska. So that's a big yeah. box. She's starting for the Milwaukee Bucks next season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's also an alien. She's as tall as Vin Baker. This is the uh, Packed World's female Maroquai. Wow. Wow. Cool. Crazy. It's got kind of like a monkey-ish look, but with bug eyes. Yeah. A simian simian look. Prehensile. Dax has his rifle trained on it. Just from a little bit away, but just being careful. Yeah. Mm. So she wakes up. And it, you know, it's a little, I think a little, a second passes where she's just trying to figure out where the hell she is and uh, she's very disoriented and then she I mean her vision is blurred but the thing is with Maroqua is that they have very good sense um, like their senses are very active and so she can actually sense things without her eyes mm. oh does she have blind sense it, blind sense exactly and however those are also all off because it's been a hundred years because right? yeah, all those senses have been frozen yeah exactly so skin, yeah I think she is in full freaking panic mode. And so she gets up and immediately collapses and almost throws up and then passes out. Just dry, oh, dry oh. heaving on the floor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris likes one of us and said, Now take it easy, Juba. You've had quite a long nap. <laughs> and he's going to try to, you know, as I said, just breathe, breathe. And she is not getting calmed at all by this little mouse man. So you she... are suffering from hibernation sickness. Sickness. <laughs> <laughs> no, she... So um, she uses her tail to just snap at whatever she can whoa, around whoa. her right now. She's trying to get away from these from these monsters. Kreska's going to send a telepathic message that says, "Easy, friend. We don't want to have to treat you as an enemy, 
Right now we're on equal footing. So perhaps calm down and we'll explain no. All right, so and so she realizes that you guys speak common, <laughs> I'm assuming? Yeah. We do. Um, so she will say, who are you? Who are you? My name is Dr. Frisa. I am the acting captain of the ship. She still can't really see, so she's just listening to the... Right here. Everyone else? Intern? You may call me Kay. Stay, stay away from me. Stay away from me. I am Dax, and the acting captain has placed himself in that role. It's still up for discussion as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Would you like to meet our previous captain? <laughs> She's that pile of goo on the wall. <laughs> oh, that's part of her there. Too soon. And there. And there. there. Someone turn on the we're all we're breathing, it, we're breathing her in right now. Yes. <laughs> Meishun approaches the Marikwai and uh, slowly reaches for her hand and just puts it flat against hers. And then she rests her antenna nearby but close and says... There is nothing to fear, but fear itself. Please relax with us. My name is Meishan Vanya, and I believe that we are strange bedfellows now. Though you may be quite a bit older than us, you are from a young race, and I welcome you. There was some weird, weird age dynamics going on in that speech. <laughs> Gotta say. I also suggested we're going to bed with her. <laughs> Which is not yeah. necessarily... Was that an invite? Necessarily true. You have just awoken from cryogenic sleep. I believe your container was acquired by a Captain... Christ, what's the name already? Nash. 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 By a Captain Nash somewhere in the drift. We have come across this ship. Captain Nash is dead. And we are just now exploring it. The Maroquai just confusingly looks at Dax... Who? Nash? I don't know what you're talking about. I believe you are already frozen when Captain Nash put you aboard this vessel, perhaps for return to Absalom. Do you know Absalom Station? Yes. It's the, um, it's that human, human place, right? That's yes, the, the center of the packed worlds. Ugh. You've been there. Uh, brief. What, what, what year is it? It is 317 A G. G. I was going to say R. That's Pathfinder. <laughs> That's After Gap. Is that yeah, yeah. It is 317 AG. What is your name, friend? The Maroquai, uh, upon, hearing, upon hearing that, she just co- completely collapses into a fit of emotions and despair and, like. <gasps> No. Dr. Friss, perhaps she cannot handle this psychologically. Yes. We yes. must take this slowly. I do have profession psychologist. Oh. Do you really? We will give you I the do. room. You've been, we'll the you've room. been a therapist this whole yeah, time? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, to the extent that perhaps like Hannibal so Lecter was tell a psychologist. Us. <laughs> but, uh, what? He was licensed. Yeah. He was. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, Tell us about your childhood. Yes, this is, uh, it's all right. How does sleeping for 150 years make you feel? No. Um, it's like, you just, it's like, it's all right. I understand it is quite a shock. All the people that you've known and loved are all probably dead. 
Come, I'll take you to a state room. You can lie down for a bit. Yourself. A little rusty, maybe. His bedside manners a little off. I was, I was, and she can't even speak because she's so, so messed up right now. But she is, yeah, she's starting wailing because the realization that everyone she knows is gone. Yeah. Leave, leave me alone, she says. All right, all right. We can take this one step at a time, Juba. Anything? We know that this is a difficult time. It's a difficult time for us, too. We've suffered a bit of a loss ourselves. It's a dangerous place, and we need to get to safety. Are you all right? Do do, Do you feel... Is there anything that we can do for you? This almost animalistic animalistic predator behavior and she's just like leave, leave me alone right so he looks at the others it's just like let's just let's leave her for a bit should we offer her our hospitality in one of the state rooms yeah if you want to have a real bed like there's one for you that we can give you she she gets up and nods if you take my hand, if you if you like, and he like holds out he holds out his little claw, clawed hand. And <laughs> <laughs> she takes it. Okay, and he like guides her gently, like out to the airlock, throws her in opposite. No, <laughs> and, like, and, say, and like guides her like very gently like down down the corridor like and into the stateroom and like put like takes her hand and, like puts it on the bed so she can feel like it's a soft mattress and it's just like take your time it's like we have to get prep the ship for for departure you'll be safe here and first leave, leaves her alone and Kreska is standing outside the stateroom and she looks at first and says and they after the door closes and she says what do you think is she a danger to us I don't know I didn't sense any hostility but I think that she is in an unpredictable state right now. Mm-hmm. We should How- keep an eye on her, Bob. Howie, can you can you hear me? Yes. Kay, how may I be of service? Can you seal the doors to the stateroom? Absolutely. Only one of us can open them, and you, of course. The Maracoy is safely locked within. Until we know that we are not in danger. I feel we must proceed cautiously. This is a brave new world for her. And she must re-enter it very quickly. Yeah. I know something of this. I'm not so sure that we should lock her up. But you might be right. It might be safest for us for, for now. We shall return to her. But right now, we need to get off this rock. I'm getting antsy. I agree. Let's go. So, do you guys want to rest here, or do you want to get the hell off? I want to get off and rest. Get off, then rest. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are presumably hangar doors outside, back on the rock, on the other side of 
the ship that you'll need to find a way to open. Oh, maybe that's that room that we couldn't. It operated something bigger than what we knew. Mm. Maybe that's what that Great was. Great point. So you'll have to go back outside to see. If, otherwise, there's no way to get the ship out. You would assume okay. she got the ship in. There's got to be a way out. Well, and Howie will corroborate as much. Right. I do remember Captain Nash coming in through hangar doors. They must be near the front of the ship, outside. What? I'm completely confused. So there's hangar doors. They're but closed. I mean, can't we just see them? We can see them, and they're closed. Yeah, but they're kind of like camouflaged by the rock. Yeah, uh, they're built in. Crazy. So we have to send we have to send people to hack into the the system again. Mm-hmm. Outside. Well, well they, we hacked in. We just didn't press the button because we didn't know what it did. So we can head up back there. Uh, it's oh, so this is an easy solution. Yeah. You just got to go outside and find where the hangar doors are. We're just are. close to death, Look and there could be panel. some surprise from this son of a gun. Do you want to rest before we head out there, or do you want to just get off? I mean, I'm n- going to be no help. Yeah. I suggest we rest yeah. if we can't escape. Howie has... Howie, please confirm. There are no life forces aboard or on the drift rock at this point, correct? I am still only detecting five life forms. Now, uh, remind me, the undead, they do not detect? They probably would not detect, yes. Okay. I ask uh, Dr. Friss, by the way, before we head into rest. Dr. Friss, do you know what uh, the Maracoy like to eat? What their preferred diet is? I think it might be an olive branch to prepare her a meal if there's any rations on board. Uh, do I know? Yeah, I'm sure you can figure out something. They eat like fish or yeah. jungle stuff. Or Bananas like... foster. All right. So <laughs> Michonne goes and makes a traditional meal based off whatever she can. It might not be the exact right ingredients. There might not be right stuff. But after we rest in the morning, she's 150-year-old ingredients. 150-year-old ingredients in the galley. Space ice cream. The dehydrated ice cream. <laughs> That's what it's not ice cream. Tries to if it's impossible. It Here's happen. a bunch of dehydrated ice cream and tang. I hope you enjoy <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so you can whip something up and bring it to her. Um, is your plan to rest then mm-hmm. and then go check out to see if, see if you can open up this hangar? Yeah. I yeah, that's like what I'd it, like to do. I don't like it, but I think it's probably the smart thing. I mean, we could just send uh, May Shun out. <laughs> <laughs> True. She's at full. She's, she's doing okay. Three points under Troy. <laughs> don't have all my spells. Um, okay. So you divvy up the rooms. Who's bunking up here? You gave the Marakoi the, the one single cabin. That was probably the captain's quarters. Well, you can deal with that. <laughs> deal with that later. You uh, finally got there, Ellie. Uh, we'll <laughs> s- oh, 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 man. You made it. <laughs> well, I think uh, Kreska and Friss will probably bump yeah. out together. Kreska and Friss, old buddies, and then Mason and, and Dax. and yep. Okay, and then there's one empty room. Uh, okay, you guys rest. And <laughs> had Mac not died, there wouldn't be enough experience points to get you to third level. Really? Because she doesn't get any of them. You guys are third level. Yeah! Awesome. Thanks, Ellie. Oh, man. Another one would have been worse. Another huge sacrifice. (laughs) Seriously. Not even joking. For the crew. You were... were, uh, You were off by a very close amount to what she would have... Her share of the uh, XP. So, uh, you made it. Beautiful. So, look at that. third level. Don't worry too much about that right now. I'm more interested in moving things along. Oh, and you... Kreska still needs one more save. Yeah, I have to the, make a uh, save now, right? So you I can sure do. I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, treat disease again, also on you. Um, 
if you make this, you are cured, or you still need one more after this. I, I think remember. I'm cured. I, I think, think you're cured I think as well. Cured. So that's well, 18. So I just have to make meet the DC of the disease. Yeah, you okay. do it automatically. Yeah, it's automatic. Oh, okay, you, so it's yeah. plus plus four to your roll. Okay, great. And I just have to be DC 11, DC 10, DC DC 10. 10. And you know what? At third level, you probably got a bonus to your fortitude save. So it's close. We'll take the time to look it up. I get it. You get it. Yeah. So you're cured. Wow. Chris made it through. All right. Everybody's Woo. made it off the rock she, fine. She yeah. did touch. There was something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn those sheets. <laughs> uh, all right. So you got you to gotta open these doors somehow. So you're going to all head out as a group. Yep. What is going on with Americoy? Americoy, you wake up and you see a, a plate of food is left on uh, the table in your room it's it looks appetizing you, you've just been eating whatever intravenous yeah. fluids were feeding you cryogenically yeah she's going to swallow that whole plate <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you come outside at all yes I think I think she forces herself to calm down a bit and realizing that this these people are her only I mean her only chance really. is it um, so she, she, but she feels connected to the to the La Junta. And so she gets out of the uh, is she, is the door still locked? Yeah, the door's locked. All right. So then all the trust is gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think we in the first thing in the morning we would open the door. Yeah, I unlocked it to put it in. I put okay. the food in the so morning. So maybe she was woken up by me laying down the food. Sure, I like that. And right. I said, "Are you hungry? I I made something for you based off of what I understand of your culture's appetites and cuisines." Um, the Maroquai looks at the La Junta. She doesn't say thank you. She just say, my name, you can call me PG. PG? PG. Well, PG, it's, it's nice to meet you. Is that your full name or just your first name? That's the name I'm giving you. Okay. All right. Well, you may have my first name again, Mason Vanya. I think you'll get to know the rest of the crew is very nice. Some of them are more rough around the edges than others, can but... You, can you tell me? Can you please tell me? Well, what is... Why are you here? Well, it's a very long story, but... The four of us were bonded by fate in order to... Adventure on behalf of the Starfinder Society. I heard you had some bit of of reluctance around hearing the name Absalom. So I'm sorry if I bring up any past traumas by bringing up the Starfinder Society. No, 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 no. That's not not it. I just... um, I do not understand. I just do not understand why I'm here. What, where are we even? Where are we are in a spaceship. Are we at Absalom Station? Or? We're floating thousands and thousands of miles outside of Absalom Station in a quarantine zone. Mm-hmm. You're very lucky to be found at all, actually. As bereft as you must feel having lost, well, everything, you should feel at least some bit of luck at being found again. Another crew died entirely on its way to you. But we were able to find you. And then... Um, she it gets, is yeah. uh, an incredible amount of luck that you were found. Yeah. Because yeah. you were in the drift. It's not like you were like on the Acreon. Like, you were just lost in the drift. You could have yeah. never been awoken again. This is millennia. Like, you this know is what like I mean? Finding the fact th- that it only happened in 100 years is shockingly good luck. This yeah. is like finding Ripley and aliens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. She, it was 67 but, um, years you've been floating out there. <laughs> Long cigarette just up but there. But I think <laughs> she wouldn't comprehend any of that anyway because sure. she she is not supposed to be on this ship. 
Um, mm. What was your last memory before you were in that box? Um, and she feels like she has to say something, even though she doesn't want to share it, but she says, it was an escape. Hmm. Hmm. May I ask you, do you know, do you know anything about the planet Marata? I do not. What should I know? If, is, does it still exist? Well, allow me to do a uh, physical science. <laughs> what kind of check? Culture check. Culture check. Uh, that's a 21. Yes. I mean, it's a, mo- it's, a <laughs> it's a moon. Who's the GM now? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of Bretheta's moons. So I think it would make sense that Ms. Shun would check in with her, like, wrist computer as a technomancer and kind of just cross it. Uh, yes, yes, I, I see it right here. Uh, the, it's a moon, and yes, it still orbits its planet. Hmm. And then she, she s- smiles in her own way. <laughs> Well, regardless of whether or not you want to speak of it, the idea of being able to return to something must be something to latch onto. Um, if you'd like to wait here, you may, but the rest of the crew and I are going to go open the um, bay doors to this uh, rock so that we may exit. It's up to you. Um, and she looks at she looks at Meishan. Mm-hmm. Do you need a mechanic? Ooh. And they smiles. Oh. <laughs> Chris yeah. gets out of a job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there is, there is an opening available. Huh? Oh, you gotta oh. fight. Fight, 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 fight. We certainly... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Oh, wow. We have a very competitive job environment, but I'm sure you'll be able <laughs> to apply, and we'll give you the due diligence necessary to join the crew. Uh, for, certainly we can give you a ride back to Abdullam Station. Mm. The short answer is yes, we need a mechanic. <laughs> no offense or anything, right? <laughs> if, it's not, um, if it's not any difference to you, then I'd rather stay here with you for now. I don't want to go to Absalom Station. I don't want to go uh, where humans exist. Well, unfortunately... The next stop on this <laughs> <laughs> on this shuttle yeah. is Human Land Station. Human City. <laughs> Human City. I can tell you though, <laughs> even though that uh, that that station is dominated by the influence of humans, there's all sorts of people living there. I don't know what it was like in your time, but there are all sorts of different life forms aboard there, alien, android, or otherwise. And then it cursed her. It's it's over a hundred years has passed, so. It you might know, it, it might be different. Exactly, it's a and also unique fixer upper. <laughs> she's like uh, she just nods, like. And also pretty cool that there's no humans here. Yeah, that's like, yeah this there's whole not crew. A there's not human a single human. It makes the transition a little easier, yeah. right? So it's like even if we are You're going the to closest Ab- we've got, right? Even if we're going to Absalom <laughs> Station, there's there's some semblance of like. Well, you're with us, and we're, none of us are humans. So. And you've, you've had some time to probably think about Maracoys and, and do your due diligence on trying to remember a little bit about them. And you would know that, like, they were a primitive civilization that, like, gained very rapidly the ability to become spacefarers. And so the more traditional among them are kind of, like, reticent about just being controlled by part of, being part of the Pact world. More powerful civilizations, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I can so they, they like don't trust anybody, basically. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or they're slow to trust, I should say. Yeah, but like, uh, are you are you part of the government? 
I'm not officially a part of the government, but if it puts you at ease at all, I too um, am a fugitive. I'm on the run. I'm considered an outlaw in these parts. I hope you don't tell on me. <laughs> uh, but I understand what it means to be bereft of your home. And on the run. So we'll keep things undercover as much as possible. PG will will not... I mean, she doesn't trust anyone right now, but she... I mean, the stakes seems to be as similar. <laughs> so... Yep. So you want to come out and meet the rest of the yeah, crew? Yeah, she will do it. PG, please. Come and meet everyone properly. D- Dr. Friss? Hello. I'm Dr. Friss. <laughs> <laughs> I will be treating you for anything. Like, seriously, if you need any, like, like prescriptions or anything, like no questions asked you, but like, <laughs> it's okay, you know. I know things, times can get tough, especially you know, if you have all your friends out there. So, you know. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but no, seriously, if you have any problems, I, I'm I'm a licensed therapist, so. You, uh, <laughs> she just mumbles. <laughs> I am Dax. I am the pilot of this vessel, hmm. and. I couldn't help but overhear you speaking, and I can assure you, I am not with the government. Hmm. He says very seriously. You may call me gay. As my lack of name suggests, I am no friend of the government either. Hmm. All yeah. right. Oh, yeah. All I'm, right. I'm a bit of, like, trying to keep on the lowdown myself, too, so... All of us sort of have a vested interest in not, like, raising our profile very much, like, back in civilized society, so... You're in good company, I think. He walks awfully and carry big sticks. Mm. Well, at least Kreska does anyway. That Dashko is rather large. Mm. Well, if you you help me keep my low profile, then I will help you keep a low profile. But All if right, you betray me, I will slit your throats. Ah, this one. I like this one. Um, that sounds like a deal. Yeah. Okay. That's a deal. And like, Chris, like, he spits in his hand and like holds it out for her. And she com- she understands completely and spits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She spits in Kreska's hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She looks like oddly at Friss. Spits in Kreska's hand. I like this one. I think she's going to fit in quite well. Is this a, a silky thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go with it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so she just like, Kreska just puts her spitty hand on, on, on Dr. Friss's face and is like, yeah. this is how it goes. Uh, <laughs> wipes it off with his with his lab coat, and and PG th- finds this hilarious <laughs> for some reason. So she <laughs>, laughs really loud for a long time, and you know you can see all her teeth. I, I imagine that she has like sharp predator teeth. Yeah, it ah. feels good to see someone laugh and smile again. It's been a while. It has been a while. See, we'd like to have fun here, you know. So that's good. <laughs> so. You guys exchange pleasantries, and <laughs> PG at least feels like she's going to be along for the ride for now. And then, uh, fully rested and newly leveled, you all exit the ship, go outside, and looking around a little bit, I won't even have you roll the perception check because the DC is so low, you see, camouflaged into the rock, the hangar bay doors and a control panel that must 
open them. Uh, you can roll a uh, computer's check to try to hack the controls or engineering to just disable them altogether. Um, I have a pretty high computer. I mean, we can. who has the highest computer? I think well, first let's, does. Well, uh, let's let her take a try. Yeah. Let's let a new girl take, take a, a crack step. at it. Let no assistance. Kid. No assistance. Like, <laughs> I'll take care of this. Uh, crap. <laughs> a 17. DC 17. Wow. Oh, you did it. Right. So Peachy's like, I got this. Huh. And fucking huge <laughs> hanger doors <laughs> open. <laughs> and it's just the expanse of space. Wow. wow. We're going to get off this hell rock. No, I don't like this ship. PG, you see uh, as the door opens that and, you know, starlight shines in a bunch of stuff kind of packed away into a corner on the other side of the ship that you guys wouldn't even have gone near during that fight. And obviously you haven't done any exploring since the incident. Um, you want to check that out? Yeah. All right. So you go over there and you see like weird and unusual object dart just like piled up on top of each other, ranging from the bizarrely unsettling to the delicately exquisite and all of his ex- exotic fine art is worth over like 2,000 credits. So you think probably this Gargakal wow. had just been accumulating these treasures over the years. The Gargakal was a fine art collector. <laughs> he liked what he liked. <laughs> um, but some of it is very strange and unsettling and other is stuff that you would think is like, oh, I wouldn't mind that on my in my bedroom. In my mantelpiece. On my mantel. Uh, but yeah, 2,000 credits worth of shit. Oh, so awesome. We need the money, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. a big haul. Especially since we lost, we're going to lose our, uh, our our fee for the... Uh, yep, lost that fee. Don't open the box fee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you haul that stuff back onto the ship. Wait, didn't we also lose the box? Oh, yeah, we lost the box. Entirely? <laughs> we, yeah. And all the cocoons, or most of the cocoons. <laughs> yeah, box no, is we, gone. We no, the first gone. half of the cocoons. The first half. We got yeah. more. The Norqual? Norqual? Norqual. Yeah, so you got some of that. Um, so you bring that all on the ship. You know, before you take off, you're going to have to make some decisions here. Your captain is a stain on the floor in the other room. <sighs> if that. If that. What are your roles going to be? Dax, are you still the pilot? I think I could be a good captain. Equally as good as a pilot. Frisk, do you want to be the pilot, excuse me, the captain instead of the science officer? Frisk has no desire to be the captain. Like, Frisk, just that's not something that he thinks that he's suited for. Like, he really just wants to be science officer. So he's like, kind of like waiting for someone to step up. Like, he said the minute he, like, he killed, like, he took, like, the mantle, you know, just because that was, like, expedience. But if someone else wants to step up, like, that's, like, fine with him. So if someone wants to... Kreska slowly raises a finger. Oh. I see this happening in, like, the conference room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a PowerPoint on yeah. the board. I mean, you got to see the camera angle. It's like slowly rotating around the table as everybody's like saying what their piece is. It's yeah, like, yeah. Many of you do not know my full story, and perhaps in time you will. But I am a fully trained Vesk soldier, and though I have spent my time away from the military, I see this as a benefit. 
I know the ways of command. And I also know that there's more to the world than just violence and destruction. Perhaps, with your permission, I can lead you all in the captain's stead. I put it to you. Well, like, I think that, like, the big alligator has like, got a lot of wisdom. Um, I, I do so. have a wisdom score. It's pretty good. Yeah, so it's got a lot <laughs> you know. So, yeah, so I can see that. I can see that, like, being suiting you, especially now that we've got, like, an actual mechanic, you know, to take care of that, like, part of, uh, of things on this ship. Your what? acts of bravery in trying to save Captain McCullen Donovan's life cannot be denied. I believe you acted in the most honorable way. I will fly for you. Oh. And happily. Ooh, okay. I did not seek out command when I was freed. But in Captain Donovan's stead, I shall do my best. They are big shoes to fill. I have large feet. <laughs> Perfect. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I am stupid. <laughs> I am an idiot. <laughs> no never, one should listen never to Never leave a pause me. around Shore of the Valley. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> to be so dumb. <laughs> uh, I am happy in my ignorance. <laughs> I am happy to continue to kill for any leader that takes the mantle of captain. I will continue to be the gunner. So now you just need an engineer. Yes. Perhaps, PG, you could use your skills as a mechanic. Yes, well, I am very, very skilled. I will do it. She rolls her eyes. Yes. <laughs> we could use some skill. How much is it paid? Well, it's kind of a, you know, like a share the profits kind of deal. Okay. And I'm afraid you're new, <laughs> so you get the smallest share. <laughs> I understand, I understand. Would you like this? Mantelpiece. <laughs> it's very nice. You can keep it. Although you'll have to vacate the captain's uh, quarters tomorrow night. I think. <laughs> immediately. Uh, so, Effective immediately. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not a soft race. I, I can sleep whenever, and I don't I don't I don't want to be part of this conversation. You decide what's best, and I will do my job. And if you leave me to do my job, I will do a good job. Otherwise, I will just leave. I like that she sounds vaguely Russian. Did you yeah. say you were from vaguely. Brighton Beach? Is that where <laughs> your home planet? Uh, that's inside. That's insider. Um, all right, so you guys, with your roles set, you make your way to the bridge. Uh, PG settles into the engineering station. Meishan kind of sits there and cozies herself into the new... Uh, Gunning position here on this gunnery bridge. console, the gunnery console, mm-hmm. um, and Doctor Friss has got a much nicer uh, situation here than you had on the hippocampus. This yeah. is uh, even though the ship's a little outdated. This is this is more your style. Settling into the science 
science station. Yeah. Yeah. You like you enjoy a good classic ship. Yeah. And then Dax, it's not long before you got the, the throttle in your hands. Oh and yeah. You're, you're and right this is home. a much better ship than what they gave us to fly out here in. Might be the nicest ship you've yeah. ever certainly the most powerful you've ever flown on. Captain, uh, permission to start thrusters. They will need some Howie. time to warm up. Yeah. Howie. Yes. Uh, or transfer or captain officer ship to K. Understood. My orders. It was a pleasure serving you. Yeah, you Doctor Friss. See you later. Captain <laughs> K, where would you like to set a course for? Absalom Station. Let's go. Howie. For, I'll take manual control. <laughs> Thank you. Very well. Dax? And, like, as we're leaving, like, Friss's hand, like, kind of instinctively, like, reaches to his chest and, like, closes around the ring that he has on a chain, like, under his second skin. Like, kind of squeezes around it for just a second. And he, like, catches himself and, like, lets it go. And he says, I think we should rechristen the ship. This is our ship now, Chubana. I think it deserves a new name. Do you have something in mind? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. I think we should call it the Sarissa. A, I think it's a cool sounding name. B, it is a sort of long spear that was used in antiquity. Alexander the Great I know this is a different world but <laughs> Alexander the Great uh, he used it with the phalanx his father Philip II of Macedon invented it before the soldiers in Macedon like north of Greece they used what's called a dory and they had like very low morale they were a weak a weak military a weak culture and they introduced this, this long spear elegant powerful weapon and it drove those armies to conquer all the known world at the time I think it suits us I think it suits this ship that's what I that's my vote I'm not the captain no more but that's what I think Chuba it sounds good to me I'd love to be the tip of the spear. Onwards. PG, your thoughts? Whatever. Very well. Howie, modify the transponder codes. The ship is now the Sarissa. An excellent choice. A tough and resilient material. You all seem the same. Next stop, Absalom Station. Dax fires up the engines. <laughs> pulls out of the hangar bay doors, and he can't stop. He's thinking of this song that he loves. He's discovered music over the last year or so. And he keeps hearing this lyric in his head. It's by this old band, Amatatsu. And the lyric just says, he keeps hearing over and over, Gone. She is gone, but you can't stop thinking about her. Hmm. And he fires off. 
far, far distance, you can see the lights of Absalom Station, and you know, in a matter of hours, you'll be back there, those little twinkling <laughs> lights that you could see out the bridge of the Acreon. No, wait, I forgot my artillery laser. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, also, Oliver, no qual. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everything explodes. Sorry. Stop <laughs> <laughs> up a chain reaction. <laughs> <laughs> and, and PG, uh, PG uh, turns to Kreska. <laughs> okay. And he's like, and you're absolutely sure that 100 years has passed since, since uh, you're absolutely sure. You're not playing with me. Not playing. I don't play. Then, then, then we have something in common. <laughs> we probably should reverse course and go pick up our shit. <laughs> Dax, just like comical. Dax, 180 degree turn. My keys, my keys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I left my wallet on the Acreon. <laughs> so, uh, so you take off. Uh, you're welcome to retcon that if you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pit stop at the Acreon. Or buy a new actually a laser. You got a lot of money. Um, um, only if we get our no qual. Yeah, only if we get that no qual. Uh, you head off uh, in the direction of that. You fly for about a half an hour, hour or so. Actually, no. You fly for about a half an hour, and um, Howie comes on. Captain K. Yes, Howie. Uh, I was speaking with Dr. Friss and your pilot, Dax, earlier, and they told me to alert them if there were any uh, problems. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tell me. Some... My sensors are detecting another vessel approaching us from the rear. And they have engaged. What? What? We'll see you next week. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This one goes out to Mac. We'll never speak of her again. <laughs> Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 